welcome to the Bridging Connections podcast. This podcast will introduce you to the people who are on the cutting edge of Jewish innovation. You will be hearing from founders and directors of contemporary organizations creating new paths to participate in Jewish life. In this podcast, you will learn about best practices, tips for engagement, and how to create meaningful connections. This is a place that will bridge you to the tools and resources used by the Jewish leaders, visionaries, and innovators that are creating a new sustainable Judaism. I'm your host, Elizabeth Gossage, and I welcome you to come bridge the gap with me. Hi, Bridges 613 and Bridging Connections podcast listeners. I'm so excited to be back today and share with you my conversation with Haley Shulman, who is the director of Project Zug. And I'll just as a teaser, I'll let you know that Zug is the Hebrew word for partner generally, and it may have other definitions, but that's the one I commonly understand it with partner or pair. But I'm excited to dive in and talk about Project Zug and more about the definition of Zug and how it works in this organization. So welcome, Haley. I'm glad to be chatting with you today. Thanks for having me. That was a great introduction, by the way, to define Zug, because that's usually something that I do for folks. And that's totally right that Zug means partner. And that's a huge part of what we do. So I'll be talking about that in a little bit, I guess. Amazing. Tell me about you, your background, and specifically as it relates to how you ended up being the director of Project Zoo. I think I grew up in what I would consider a fairly typical conservative Jewish home. We did not observe Shabbat traditionally, but we did have Shabbat dinners every week. We went to synagogue on Shabbat mornings frequently, and we had a really robust group of Jewish friends and Jewish communities. So I felt very blessed to grow up very much surrounded by Judaism. And so Judaism has always been very important to me. As I got older, I went to college. I did a gap year in Israel. I started observing Shabbat somewhat more traditionally and still holding the values of community that I held while growing up. But somewhere along the line, Jewish learning became more important to me in addition to the Jewish practice and community. So Project Zug actually, I guess I'll say a little bit about my professional background. I've been working in the Jewish professional field ever since I graduated from college in 2013. And one of the early jobs I held was when working for a Hillel in New York City. While I was working for Hillel, um, that was when I was really introduced to a lot of the learning opportunities that brought me where I am today, including Project Zug, which was a little bit newer at the time. And it was an incredible way to learn with someone else who was working for Hillel. We built a relationship through the learning and that was really lovely. Since then, I also spent a few summers learning at Pardes, where I also ended up working for a few years. I spent a year in yeshiva at Hadar, which is the organization that holds and supports Project Zug. And now I'm here working for Hadar, working for Project Zug. It's a real blessing. So what I was curious is, how old is Project Zug? Project Zug's been around, I think it was founded about 10 years ago. It might be more like nine. And originally, Project Zug was founded by a Hebrew college student or a couple of folks, one of whom was a Hebrew college student, as a program to bridge the gap between Israeli and American Jews through learning, which is not the exact approach that we take anymore. We no longer focus specifically on building relationships between American and Israeli Jews, but we do focus on building relationships between Jews in general worldwide. 
through text learning. So we have folks in Israel, we have folks in the US, probably most of our learners are in the US, but also we have folks in Europe and South America and Africa and just everywhere. So I think we started to touch on this. So can you start to expand on exactly what Project Zoog does? And you started to touch on it this way. So let's, let's go back a little bit. Project Zoog is powered by Hadar, as I mentioned. It's our online-based Kavruta learning platform. Kavruta is a term that refers to learning in pairs, which is also similar to where the name Zug comes from. And it's a really traditional Jewish learning practice that goes back, I don't even know how long, maybe millennia. And the idea is when learning Jewish texts, you'll learn more about the texts and about yourself by learning with a Kavruta. There is something incredible incredibly special that happens when two Jews are learning a text together, both because they learn about the text, they learn about themselves, they learn about each other. And there's just so much value that comes out of building relationship through something deep. You know, you're not just sitting down to talk about the weather, you're sitting down to talk about what you think about this piece of our, our shared tradition. So Project Zoo, that's what we value. We value folks learning together and think that's a really beautiful thing. And we make it happen by providing materials in the form of courses that folks can learn in self-guided study. So every single Jewish person should claim ownership over Torah and all of our textual traditions. The Torah is not just for Jewish studies experts or rabbis or people who work in the field of Judaism. The Torah is for everybody. Our texts are shared and are the foundation of who we are as a people. So um, we really believe in empowering individuals to learn and create our materials, our courses, so that people can learn together without needing an expert in the room. We give you everything you need. We give you learning materials in the form of source sheets, which have guiding questions along with the texts, which are all provided in translation. Our courses have short videos from the instructors. So all you need is a learning partner, which you can either come with your own or we'll match you up with someone else who wants to learn. First, I want to go back to something you stated before, where you said Project Two sort of started with the purpose of connecting Israelis and non-Israeli Jews together, right? And so how did that work at the beginning and how is that working now? In fact, of like actual, not how is it going working, but the actual, what are the steps to do that? <laughs> Right. So, so really like the process of that is what I described as the content of what our courses look like. Originally, when this program was first founded, long before my time, I've been working here for about a year and a half, actually more than that now. Um, and the original founding of the program is what it is today, where we have these course materials and that layout incredible instructors who've created these courses. And I think it's still true that Americans and Israelis can grow together through use of these sources and shared texts. And it's still something that happens. It's just no longer our focus. Our focus is bringing together any two Jews. And actually, I, I did say before that this is our it's an online-based program. So what that means is that anyone who's learning together typically will learn over Zoom or actually, I guess, when the program started, it was Skype, if anyone even remembers what that is anymore. And folks would meet over whatever video platform of their choice with the text in front of them and just have a conversation to start learning text with each other to see focus more on what it is we all have in common what we can learn from each other as opposed to things that separate us whether that's thousands of miles of distance or other kinds of 
beliefs or different types of Jewish practices. You come together because you value this thing called Jewish learning, and that's what we're all doing. Okay, so I'm going to put you on the spot. I'm thinking of the person that will come to you and say, well, I went to religious school and I found it really boring. (laughs) Sure. You know, I'm proud to be Jewish, but I really don't see a need for Jewish learning the way you're you're sounding passionate and excited about it. And you're, you're stating that we as Jews should be learning Jewishly. And I'm, you know, I want to push back because I don't know that this is something that's going to benefit me. What do you say to this person? I would say, first of all, that's really fair. I had a very mixed experience with my own religious school learning growing up. Some of it was really great. Some of it I found really boring at the time. And I get it. I get where where you or this person is coming from. The thing that I found in my adult life was the reason that I'm so passionate about this now is that I have found so much value in the way that our texts and traditions speak to me as a person today as the person I am now, that I did not know before I started learning Talmud just how much the rabbis in the Talmud would speak to me. I did not know when I first started learning Torah and the different environments in which I did, that I would actually be able to see the the characters in the Torah as people who are flawed and also have a lot to teach me and their flaws about the world today, about who I am and who I could be. And there's just so many different kinds of wisdom within Jewish learning. And actually that's something that I think we reflect really well in the wide range of courses that we have in our Project Zoom course library. We have courses on topics that you might think of as more traditional, like learning about the Psalms, learning about rabbis in the Talmud, about prayer, things like that. We also have courses that maybe speak to a more modern sensibility of interest. We have courses about Bob Dylan and Leonard Cohen. We have courses about Jewish social justice. We have courses about Jewish sexuality, about all kinds of things. And so I think that just really hammers home to me how Jewish learning truly has something for every Jewish person. And I would say that this person, I hope you don't give up too fast. I hope you give us give it another try, whether through Project Zoog or, you know, I hope through Project Zoog or through any other platform or learning place, whatever it is, that I can pretty much guarantee you that if you look in the right places, you will find something that speaks to you. And I hope, I hope that you do. That's an amazing answer. And I really like that. And I hope that that person would, you know, be open-minded enough to look for something because I agree with you that I think if we do a deep dive, we find that there is something that applies to our lives, daily lives now. But you can't just take it at a surface level. You have to sometimes work at that. Exactly, exactly. That's that's what it's all about is going deep and finding where the meaning lands for you, for any individual. So that being said, you talk about this being individual, but yet it's uh, Project Zoom, so we work in partners. Right. Tell me how the partnerships come about. Yeah, so there are two options for individuals who are signing up for Project Zoog. You can either sign up with someone you already know and say, hey, I want to learn with my friend, my mom, my sibling, my spouse, whoever, and we want to learn through whatever course it is together. We want to develop and deepen our existing relationship through learning. We think that's something that'll be really interesting, and that's great. If you already have a favorita, whoever that person is to you, that's wonderful. And then we have a lot of folks who come to us who say, hey, I want to tell you a little bit about me. 
here's my background. I have XYZ Jewish learning background, which could be that I went to day school my whole life, or it could mean that this is my first time ever trying out a Jewish learning experience. And here's what I think would be good for me in terms of a learning partner. And we take that information and we find you a learning partner, someone else who's signing up who says, hey, here's a little about me and what I'm interested in learning. And we, this is totally manual. This is done by real people, not by any kind of computer algorithm. We put people together because we think their applications show that they would be a really good fit. One of the greatest joys in my work is when I hear from people who were matched with a Kapruta who was totally random to them before they signed up for the program. And they say, this is someone I've built a real strong relationship with. You hear about people who build these relationships around the world or who happen to live close enough together that they can meet up in person. And it's just really inspiring to see the way that Favruta can truly be a catalyst for deep, meaningful relationships. So interesting. So tell me, how do people find you and how do you spread the word about this work that you're doing? There are a lot of different ways that people find us. Like I said, you can maybe you'll just happen upon our website through a Google search. Maybe you already get emails from Hadar or follow Hadar on Facebook or Instagram and see posts about this. But another big way that we reach a lot of people and bring a lot of people into our learning community is through our partnerships with synagogues and other organizations. There are a lot of organizations that we work with who are all really amazing and wonderful, who we're able to offer Project Zoom to them as a resource to build community, to build relationships and deeper relationships within their communities, to build a culture of learning in their communities. Some rabbis, for example, will create a group of people, you know, bring together 20 or 30 people in their synagogue to learn together and say, hey, we're all going to... In Chavrutas, we're all going to learn the course about, let's say, money and power together. That's one of our courses. And we're all going to learn that together. We're going to come together at the beginning for a kickoff event. We're going to come together at the end to celebrate the fact that we completed this learning experience and talk about what we learned along the way. That's just one example of how synagogues have used our what we have to offer. But I actually, one of the big parts of my job is that I work with Jewish organizations to help them craft a personalized plan for how Project Zoom can be a value-add to their community how the learning, the courses, the materials and resources we offer can benefit their their learning community and their learning needs based on whatever the specific things are that they're looking to bring to their community. So we work with synagogues, JCCs, Hillel's, day schools, other Jewish organizations, and it's just been so successful. And so really special to see how this is just one of the resources out there that can really bring together members of an existing community in addition to the way that we bring together individuals who are just looking for learning experiences on their own. So just for clarification, we talked about this whole Israeli and non-Israeli connection. I'm saying non-Israeli because I don't want to specifically say North American. I will say that originally the program was specifically about bringing together Israelis and Americans. So that was the original intent of the program. And now we bring together Israelis, Americans, and everyone else. Right. So are there... Also, Israelis studying through this platform at this time, too? Yeah, absolutely. We have all over the world. There's people all over the world. Yeah, and sometimes people will even tell us, like someone who's living in Israel might specifically in their application say, I'd love to find a Chavruta in North America. Or someone in North America or, I don't know, Europe somewhere might say specifically, I want to learn with someone in Israel. And that's great. We do our best to accommodate. We, you know, we, 
we do what we can. We can't promise everything that people ask for, but that's definitely something that happens. We have Jews all over the world who are learning with us. And it's pretty cool, actually, to see how many people in how many different countries sometimes are learning with us. You know, when I get an application that comes in from Brazil, I'm not always expecting that, but it's fun to see. And it's a really great reminder for for me that Jewish learning is important to Jews everywhere. And it's it's just wonderful to see it. Amazing. So explain to me kind of what the vision is for the future of Project City. Well, I think our overall vision for the future is that we imagine a world in which every Jew is engaged in Jewish learning and how amazing that would be and how good for the Jewish people that would be if everyone felt personal ownership and connection to our shared tradition in terms of, you know, goals for the project more specifically. We're just trying to reach as many people as we can and be a resource for as many people as we can. I'm looking to build more relationships with more communities because I want to help. I want to help bring Jewish learning to people who can, who would value it and gain from it to the extent that's possible. Right now we have around, we have more than 2000 people who learn with us in any given year. And my goal is to double that within the next couple of years. I think that's something that we can do. And I hope that we do. I'm excited to put in the work to reach more folks who can benefit from what we have to offer. I think that that sounds like a very obtainable goal. So that's exciting for me. That sounds really awesome. How is Project Zoo different than some of the other platforms that are doing similar online Hebrew study? I'm pretty sure that what we do is quite unique. There are elements of what we do that are similar to other types of programming. But one of the things that is really special to Project Zoo is its flexibility. The fact that because we are providing pre-created self-guided resources for learning, folks who are learning with us can you know, a Chabruta will get together and say, hey, when are you free for an hour to learn this week? When are we free for an hour to learn together next week? So, you know, if you have an hour a week, you have enough time to learn with Project Zoo. And our courses are either four weeks long or 10 weeks long so that folks can choose what fits into their schedule the best. But the fact that we give individual learners the power to make the choices for themselves about what they want to learn, who they want to learn with, when they want to and have the time to do it. I think this really puts learning in the hands of every individual and every Havruta in a way that very few, if any, other programs are able to do. I think what excites me about what you're doing at Project Zug is that traditionally we've always thought of Havruta studying being something done more in the Orthodox world. Mm-hmm. And also that many Jewish people feel like, okay, I went through Sunday school and then my learning is done and they don't continue. Yeah. And maybe because they don't have interest, but it also may be because they don't know that it's out there or they feel like there's not enough time. And I like that you said that you break it down, that you can, it's just an hour. It doesn't have to be daily, even if it's an hour every other week, because maybe you don't have an hour every week, but that it's so customizable and it makes it open to have more Jewish learning throughout our denominations. Yeah, I said it before and I'll say it again. Jewish learning and the Torah are for every person. We have folks who learn with us who are Orthodox and have a strong background in learning. We also have folks who learn with us who are Orthodox and don't have a strong background in learning. We also have folks who learn with us who identify as renewal, reform, reconstructionist, conservative, traditional egalitarian, Orthodox, Haredi, 
I've literally everything and more. <laughs> As you know, there are a lot of different ways that people define themselves and we don't feel the need to put anyone in a particular box when they come learn with us. But all that is just to say that our learners identify as all kinds of Jewish. And that is so inspiring to me for the future of Judaism, that Jewish learning does belong to all Jewish people. It's really amazing. Before I ask any other questions, is there anything else you want to share with us about Project Zook? We offer four different registration periods throughout the year. So I recommend going to our website and checking out what we have to offer. If you are a member of a synagogue or a JCC or other Jewish community, and you're interested in bringing Project Zook to your community, you don't even have to be beholden to our registration cycles. Just reach out to me anytime. And I think that's that I hope we'll be learning together at some point in the next in the next year. So you explain that synagogues do this sometimes as larger projects and start off with a bigger group and then break down into partners. Mm-hmm. Are any times when larger groups, more than just two people, study together? Absolutely. That's just one of the models that our synagogues and other partners have have worked with. We've had communities that use Project Zoo courses as the content for adult education classes groups of people who actually want to get together in person or on Zoom to all, all in one group to once a week or whatever it is. We've actually had a number of small groups that just learn together, not as part of a community partnership, but a group of six or something who enjoy learning together once a week and they'll sign up for a Project Zoom course and we can support that too. There, Like I said, flexibility is the name of the game. There is so much that we can work with. And truthfully, anytime anybody ever comes to me to say, I think Project Zoom can help me in this or that area, does it work for this type of group or that type of group? My answer is always, I can't even think of a time where my answer wasn't, yes, absolutely, let's figure it out, let's talk it out and see what we can come up with together to meet your needs. Awesome. So I am going to make sure that it's in the show notes, how they can get on your website or contact you directly. Yes, please. And get signed up either to work with a partner or to bring it to their organization. I love emails. I love when people reach out to me. Don't hesitate to do it. Awesome. I like to always ask in my podcast because we're talking about organizations that people might not know of that are innovative. And so I always like to ask, what organizations have you seen in the last 10, 15 years, maybe 20, that really excite you? Well, first of all, I would be remiss if I didn't mention all of the other amazing things that Hadar is doing. Hadar has expanded a lot and Project Zoom is not the only amazing thing that's happening at Hadar. For example, our Children and Families Division has come up with some amazing things in the past couple of years, including multiple podcasts. One thing in particular, if you're somebody with children or who works with children, they've put out a weekly Parsha magazine for kids called Devash. It's incredible. Even though it's geared for kids, I want to say something like seven and up. Maybe I'm off, might be even younger. I also know of a lot of adults who love to read it. So it's a great resource. Among, you know, in addition to the things that are happening at Hadar, which I just check it out. It's all great. I've also been really impressed with the things I haven't personally learned with these organizations, but different kinds of learning organizations like Spara and Amud, I think are just doing incredible work in bringing Jewish texts and tradition to more people, especially people who may not have seen themselves in Jewish texts and tradition before. So any organization that brings Jewish learning to more Jews is a major win in my book. I love the things both are doing. So yes, 
our mood, it's far our, our definitely on our radar as well. Yeah, they're great. Haley, I think that aside from my Jewish learning, the most Jewish thing I do every day is wake up and have my gratitude practice slowed on me. So uh, what are you grateful for today? Well, first of all, I'm grateful for being here with you. This has put a big smile on my face. It just means the world to me to be able to talk about the work that I'm doing. I'm also grateful for a few opportunities I come up that I have coming up. A, a seminar in Chicago I'll be at next week and the Hadar National Shabbaton coming up in a week and a half that I'm just excited to have these opportunities to gather with other Jews doing really cool work and just be in community with other people. I don't get tired of it, obviously. I mean, not obviously, but as a result of the pandemic, I feel like I crave it a little bit more. And it just brings me so much joy anytime I get to be in community with other groups of Jews. And um, I hope that there will be more of those moving forward. Amazing. I really appreciate your time with me. I'm really grateful for our extended summer because here it is November 3rd and it's 72 degrees outside. So I'm very grateful for that today. It's just really enjoying this nice weather. But thank you so much for sharing about your work with Hadar through Project Zoo. Yes. I look forward to sharing it with our community. Thank you so much. I look forward to that too. It's been a joy. Thank you for tuning in to the Bridging Connections podcast. This podcast and Bridges 613 will succeed if its social media reach is wide. Please partner with us to promote this important work. You can follow us on Facebook at Bridges 613 and visit our website at www.bridges613.org. There you can read blogs, listen to past podcasts, and subscribe to our newsletter. Please share the podcast and our social media links with your community and enable others to benefit and learn about the groundbreaking innovation taking place in our beloved Jewish community. Your support is greatly appreciated.